Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. You know, what a great night of sports. And, uh, and, oh. and there was stuff on the court, obviously, but even just off the I enjoyed the hell out of that first round of the draft. Yo, last night it was quick in, pace. Jay. It was good. Yeah, Key, let it back. Key, Key you were looking fly last night, too, Key. You were looking fly last night, Key. I saw it. <laughs> you didn't have no rubber tires around your neck. You didn't come out with the chains. Why, why didn't you do the big chain last night? No, man, I'm going to leave that up to the young guns that just got drafted. The young Thunderheads. I'm going to let them burn up all their money. What's the point in being young and being suddenly rich if you can't you know, throw some chains on once in a while? Come on. Well, because look. you don't have the money yet. Right, right. I hear you. <laughs> no, right. they got the money. Yeah, uh, that's true. Well, it's, it, it ain't nothing but a credit line. He see, look, take this, get at me in September. So, look, yeah, I've been so conditioned to say we don't have the money yet. You know, it's just uh, keep the line going. <laughs> I've been so conditioned. <laughs> Keep telling the people lies. It's been a, 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 I would say, a very fun, eventful Mm. uh, three days in Las Vegas. Yesterday it was hotter than hell sitting out on the balcony doing NFL Live, though. I got about three shades darker, and I'm going to repeat it again today for prior to the second and the third round of the NFL draft. I'll be out there rotisserie baking again. First of all, you've been in Vegas for how many days now? Three days? Three, yeah. Three days. You're, you're that's cooked, a, period. That's one day you're too cooked, many. Kid, that's one day too many for Vegas. I'll be honest yeah, with you. I'm on. a two-day max kind of dude when it comes to Vegas. I can't. There's too much Last, stuff going on. Well, yesterday was mm. my, uh, I would probably say my latest night yesterday mm. because I had to, you know, you obviously had to watch all the draft. And then when you're watching a draft, you're not eating finger foods. So I didn't eat any of the food. So then I had to go eat afterwards, so I got, uh, you know, I probably shed it down about 10.45 West Pacific Pacific time. About, yeah, about Hold up, you got to get up at what, 12, 15, 12, 30? What time are you getting up? I got up at, uh, I got up at 1.30. So 130. I shed okay, it down. Man. I shed it down. Yeah, Not I probably, sleep, brother. I was, let me see, the draft ended about 8.30, 9.30. By the time I closed my eyes, it was about 10.45, I guess. Mm-hmm. But I'm wide awake. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get this show on the road. Get two and a half. A Let's go. Draft, it happens, man. Yeah. You know, talk some draft, talk some basketball, talk some more draft, and some more draft, and some New York Jets, and some Giants, and some Cowboys. Yep. There's so, I mean, that. so much. By the way, got to get into the A.J. Brown. There's crazy stuff going on, but let's start with – Trayvon Walker, Key, you were a former number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Trayvon Walker selected number one overall by the Jags, which was something that kind of just rose in in almost it felt like the last week or so. Once upon a time, it was going to be Thibodeau. Then it was going to be Evan Neal. Then it was going to be Hutchinson. It wound up being Trayvon. Yeah, Trayvon uh, and his family, if you can see him right there, sitting excited about the fact. But Mel Kuyper mentioned this on his mock draft just the other day. And when Mel says that that's going to be the number one pick on his final mock, you best to believe that it's probably going to be the number one pick. But then when you look at Trent Volke, this is what he looks for, big, size, aggressive, attacking style, a guy who has a lot of uh, potential to reach the top. And I I think he will with the Jacksonville Jaguars. As long as they know what to do with him on the defensive side of the ball, he's going to be something special. I'm not mad at the pick. Because you could have gone Aiden Hutchinson there. You could have gone Thibodeau there. You could have gone a lot of different ways. Key, is it just because of the, the, the ceiling for him was different? Like the ceiling seemed higher than Hutchinson? That seemed a little bit more consistent with me? Yeah, I think Hutchinson is a little more refined, ready to play right, right now, now today yes. in the National Football League, where all of a sudden you, don't, you, you, you sit up and you look and you go, 
huh, because even Thibodeau isn't quite ready to take the next step in the league where he's walking in and being a double-digit sack type guy. So if they pass on him and then they go to Walker, you, you sit there and you say to yourself, okay, I see what they like. Trent Boki comes from the Bill Parcells school of thought. Big, big outside linebacker, rush-in types that's stout, that mm-hmm. has a high ceiling. And, again, I don't think the pick was bad at all. I think that this is what they said when they looked at everybody on the board. Everybody was pretty much even, but he probably had a little more a higher ceiling, so to speak, than the other guys. All right, all day. 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. Grade your team's first-round pick or picks. You can hit us up on the Twitter feed, too, at KeyJMX. What's better than an A? What, what is better than an A? That's the grade. That's the grade for the Jets. Yeah. What's you better got, than an A? By the way, that's a real. Plus, Giants plus, got plus, an A. Plus, plus. Giants got an A as but well. The Giants, well, we're going to get into all that. Jets, got, Jets, Jets had the Jets best had draft. The best draft me, yeah. But, look, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's Look, this is Evan's takeaway because he's a Jets fan. But calm down for a second. Yeah, what I was, was going to say. Plus, 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 plus. <laughs> Here, you know what my big takeaway was? I'll set it off. My big takeaway was when you looked at it, the blue chippers came off first. Mm. Obviously, every, someone always falls, right? Like the Jets got Jermaine Johnson, but later on. But the blue chippers, they're the ones who come off first. When it, when it came down to it, it's like the talented guys were yep, gone, 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 gone. And, and it starts to make sense to me, you know, like, right, when it comes down to it, you take, you take that high-end talent key. No, you do. And, and I think, you know, for me, it looks at Derek Stingley Jr., a guy who played – basically his freshman year, but he dominated his freshman year. His skill set is ridiculous. He's a man-to-man corner, has a lot of the, the toughness, the Darrell Revis in him where he can cover anybody all over the field. And so when he went at three, if he was fully healthy and had played, let's call it two to three full seasons, he possibly could have been the number one overall pick in this particular draft. Yeah, I, that, that's crazy, Keith. So my biggest takeaway was what a what a day for Philly in general. Just Philly. Daryl Morey, Howie Roseman. Daryl Morey comes through with a big-time win on the road for the 76ers. James Harden actually looks like the James Harden to a degree from Houston, 22 and 15 assists as they close it out. So no more. Doc, Doc doesn't Rivers get no slam. love. Doc doesn't get no love. <laughs> I, I, was get there. Max, I was just about to, I was going to let <laughs> We've him We've been killing him for days. I was going to say, Daryl Morey did not coach the team. Give it to Doc River. <laughs> I, his name is Glenn until his he figures Glenn. it out. He has to get past. They got past the first round. We'll see his him get past the next Glenn. round versus, my, versus Miami. And, and then Howie, Roseman with, look, the Jordan Davis move I thought was huge, right? Future replacement for Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox. Mm. And then also, when you're able to get the A.J. Brown deal done, I mean, just – and then, by the way, they didn't draft a quarterback. They're committed to Jalen Hurts. Like, I know it's something that's very obvious, but I think it's a really big thing. So just that day in general for Philly fans, I thought was monumental. Yeah, they were always committed to Jalen Hurts. I think there was a lot of smoke because they had the three ones and people – you know how it is. They Throw start trying to search and think about it. The A.J. Brown situation is perfect. You got to think about it. Why would you take another small, fast receiver – when you already got Jalen Rigger, yep. who's there trying to figure out, and now you got Devontae Smith. Yep. You don't want to duplicate the same things. So you go get that bigger, thicker receiver that moves the chains for you, like an A.J. Brown, opposed to having three guys doing the same things. It's like the New Orleans Saints when they yep. came on the clock. 
They need speed. They don't need big but bodies. Key, but, Key, I thought the Titans loved A.J. Brown. I mean, that's what Diana yeah, we all had said. Our eye yeah, they on Debo. Them. So everyone's looking. Is Debo going to get moved? And it was A.J. who got moved. Yeah, just because – what's the word that you say? Two things can be true at the at same, the same time? time? yes. Yeah, two things can be true at You're the same time. How about these two things, guys? Field Yates tweeted this, our very own Field Yates. The Eagles turned Carson Wentz into a first-round pick – and then turned an extra first-round pick into A.J. Brown. Mm, mm, mm. Okay. There were other pieces and moves involved, but not a bad trade-off. They turned Carson Wentz into A.J. Brown and a first. And now Carson Wentz is back in the division. <laughs> I think they're okay with that. Yeah, I think they're, yeah, I think I think they're, they're good with that. That's, by the way, that's part that. of what was so good about it. Oh, and they get to play against Carson oh, Wentz. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> can't make this stuff up. <laughs> they got a, yeah, the one problem with the nose tackle they got is he can't get to the quarterback, <laughs> except maybe Carson Wentz he can get to. <laughs> Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. So, some may say that Philly had a perfect night. But there was another perfect night we have to get into. And that's next on ESPN Radio. Big legacy night and ESPN 2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. What, the outfits that they were wearing? The outfits at key at the draft? Key, sauce gardener. I mean, how many sauces can you have as it relates to chains on your neck? <laughs> the sriracha sauce, the hot sauce. I'm like, how many sauces do we have here? You have, a, you have the amount of money of a plane on your neck on draft day. But that's it's crazy. What, but that's what the young pups do nowadays, though. Yeah. They they wear chains and all the jewelry, even though they got on a suit. And it's like, well, wait a minute, man. <laughs> it's like they purposely take it and put it on the outside of their collar on their shirt, even if they got a tie on it. It's I don't. It's I guess it's an accessory. That's See, the way they I do don't know. it. I don't know. Where I'm from, I, I've always tucked my chains inside. But Inside I would, the first suit. of all, you know what I'm you wearing people a to chain see him, with a suit, period, <laughs> let alone a chain on Did a Did you bicycle. have to learn that at some point here, or did no. you always know that? No, it's a suit. I may, have had, suit. To, I may have had to learn that at some point, I swear to God. Not, do you I not know. look at magazines? Or, do I don't know. I know. You're, you're a city kid, though. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had the, I had the um, what they call it, the tiger's eye iced out on both Ooh, sides, the white up. gold, you know, yeah. and you have the little tiger's eye, like a Cuban link almost, but then but you ice out all the little dots. With a suit on, though. With a suit, suit no. not a T-shirt. I, I, I might suit. not have put it on the outside, but I never, I never Keep, really kicked it Now off. I'm curious, Keith, what was the first chain? Did you buy a chain when you got drafted? Did you get like an iced out chain? in college. <laughs> yeah, so you got it. See, that's what I'm talking about. But Keith. I wasn't wearing it with a suit. With a suit, yeah. No, that, that no. In some of the outfits, the clothes that these dudes was wearing, Pat Costello was trying to knock my suit, even though it was probably it would have been the flyest suit at this draft. 
some of the stuff that they had, I'm like, yeah, dude, but see, seriously, yeah, I can't, I can't when it's when it's a hundred degrees outside, and I see some of these outfits, I'm like, yo, man, y'all gotta start dressing for the weather. Who was that? That who, which, <laughs> which, which receiver was that? Was it? Uh, Garrett was it Garrett Wilson that had on two tone suit? Yeah, I think it was Garrett. Oh yeah, yeah. man, with pearls on his neck. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> he had pearls on his neck in a two tone suit. That, I'm telling you, that's a that's a show within itself. Just like straight up red carpet, like having dudes try to right, tell, and half the dudes don't even know what the hell they got on. Key, they're young, what is man. Ah, uh, you know, they're young you know? and they got some money. They don't know how to but act. Seeing yet. it, seeing it up close in person and being here, this might have been the worst. Dress draft in the history of the NFL drafts. Key, you know they say that every year. No, 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 this no, one was no Max. This one felt this different. This one, I'm just telling you, I respect people wearing their things on their country and they want to give some love. But come on, man, they looking like <laughs> diplomats and everything else. <laughs> diplomats. And, oh, man. We might have to do that, Key. We might have to rank our top five most worst dress NFL draft prospects. That's what we meant. Oh, my God. Yeah. A two-tone suit. A two-tone suit. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Starts to penetrate. CP3, pull up jumper in the lane. He got the roll again. He stays perfect. Player like Chris, who's given so much to the game and invested so much, Chris did something that we, I think nobody else has done in NBA history. Like, yeah, you have to recognize that. Yeah, we needed it. You know, that team right there, they pushed us. This is a big game for us. Now we just sit back and wait to see what happens in this Utah-Dallas game. All right, CP3. You guys, when the playoffs started, were favored to win the whole thing. How many, this is the last best chance they'll ever have are you going to have before you come through? You're going to let Brandon Ingram take over the series? This is why I said this was a legacy game. Not just because something bad could happen, because these guys write their stories right now. Keyshawn J. Will and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. And oh, what a chapter. Chris Paul just wrote, here he is at the post-game presser. Yeah, we needed it. You know, that team right there, they pushed us, you know, as hard as we pushed. And uh, I think it might have been over, I mean, at some point in the second quarter. Second quarter, at some point or something like that, I told Coach, I said, I'm going to get aggressive. You know what I mean? I told him that. And then coming out the third quarter, I sort of saw how the game was going. I think we was down 10, so I knew I had to try to sort of force the issue. All right, here's the thing about a legacy game. And Key, Jay, I think a lot of times when athletes and former athletes talk, hear someone in the media talk about a legacy game, you guys think that what's happening is it's a setup. So when something doesn't go right, because after all, you got, well, you have 20 teams in the postseason. Only one's going to win a championship. So you get to take all these athletes, right? We like to build people up, all these strong guys, and tear them down, right? <laughs> I think that's the feeling athletes have. Like, y'all couldn't be athletes. You're trying to tear everyone down. And maybe, by the way, maybe there's some truth to that, right? Yes, like there is. With human nature, right? <laughs> but, 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 but really, what I'm interested in, at least consciously, right? Like what interests me is 
not just who's going to fall, who's going to rise. Nice. Actually, you want to see them rise. You know only one can, the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. So a legacy game is not just to set up, oh, look at him, he can't get it done. It's let me see you get it done. Yep. Hey, Muhammad Ali, no, beat George it. Foreman he, when he's supposed to knock you out. Chris yeah. Paul went out and went 14 for 14 from the field. It's not like Brandon Ingram didn't ball out. Chris Paul's the best player on the floor when he needed to be. And, and that's a good thing. And, and that falls into a legacy situation. That falls into an uh, alpha dog. And that's what you wanted to see from Chris Paul. And we got it. Okay, now we move on to the next. Let's see what happens in the Dallas series, just like they talked about. But for him, being this was huge on the road, being able to – well, somewhat on the road. It's kind of his home, too, because that's the way he was drafted at. So I'm sure he has – some familiarity with the building so it is, so itself. So I'm not surprised that he would go in there and have that type of game. But 14 to 14, no misses. I mean, it's just ridiculous to be able to see a dude at that age, Jay, do those sort of things. And it's so slow, smooth, but mm. fast at the same time. Best leader in sports who's never won a chip? Ooh. CP3, best leader in sports who's never won a chip. Might be. So first off, let me say this. I owe Chris Paul a legit apology. And you too, Max Kellman. I was on TV the other day talking about he may be the third best player on the court. What the hell was I talking about? Behind Brandon Ingram and C.J. McCollum, this dude was the best player on the court. His ability to lead down the stretch, he's done something that nobody else in NBA history has ever done, going a perfect 14 for 14 in a closeout game for Phoenix. And now he's I get six a chance. He's tall. He's 37 tall. years old. He just went 14 for 14. It's crazy. And now I get a chance, Key. Luca, you got out of the first round. Good luck, Luca, against the Phoenix Suns. And the arch nemesis. I know I have Memphis getting to the Western Conference Finals and to the NBA Finals. But if Golden State prevails, Oh, praise the Lord to see CP3 go against Steph Curry. Like, that rivalry is something that is so box office, I feel like I need it. Oh, I no question, it. man. I, I yearn don't for see, it, Key. Jay, I don't want to see anything else oh. except the Golden State Warriors and the Phoenix Suns. I don't want to see anything else. Nothing else. Don't in let the West. Ja upset the Apple car because Ja's not trying to wait his turn either, uh, though. Because then yeah, it just makes, they, hold I don't on, know key, about this one. But no, key, man. if Ja does upset the Apple cart, you know who's waiting. You know who's lurking in the weeds for the whole Stephen Curry <laughs> thing. Max <laughs> Kellerman's are don't let Stephen Curry lose in the second round of the playoffs Let's see. with this team that's fair. Just see? waiting wait, for it. See? See what you guys it. didn't learn your lesson. This is what I'm saying. You're damn right I'm gonna set it up that way. You know why? Because if he goes ahead and does it, it means something. That's true. You are not preordained to do it. You got to go out there and do it. If he doesn't, that's all kinds of messed know, up. If he does, got, that's great. They got a young team, and Memphis is exciting, and we love the Grizzlies, and we love John, all that sort of stuff. But it's something about experience and veterans yep. are still yeah. cooking. Yeah. And Golden State is not that team right now that has veterans that's crunk, clunking along. No, they cooking. And then you add Poole in the situation. Man, come on, man. Poole, I actually Wiggins think, in the situation. They doing what they're supposed to do. But, but I do think the pressure now for Go- Golden State has gone from a scrappy kind of, hey, can you put the band back together in these old guys? But what Key just see, said is see, right. You, you, but you said yeah. it, Max. Scrappy, old band back together. But God, no. No, God, no, 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 no. Right. It went, the perception went from that to what Key just said, which is now they're kind of supposed to win this thing. Uh, no, I agree. But they, they didn't look phenomenal. No. 
against the Denver Nuggets. Key, like, so I know you said they're clicking. Like, it doesn't seem like well, they're clicking all the they're way. They're not yet. a juggernaut. Which, like, that's not yeah, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm going down to Memphis on Monday. Coming Three, up next oh. week, we'll have T. Morant, John Morant's dad, on this show. Oh, sorry, no. T. Morant, I, I confirmed him because I'm trying to see all that. I'm trying Usher? to see. You yeah, got Usher yeah, Senior. Yeah, the, the doppelganger I, for Usher. I, I get it, Jay. You going to Memphis? I, I'm we hyped. Love, about look, it. look. We love Memphis. We love Memphis. We love them listening to us and everything on there. But when you say that Golden State didn't really handle Denver like that, they it didn't. was 3-0, man. But it was all 3 on a cruise control. I understand. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to tell you it wasn't clicking on all cylinders yet, which is actually scary because when they do key, that could be a problem for Memphis who's let – you know, look, Minnesota gave up multiple double-digit leads yeah. for Memphis to be in this position right now. So Memphis it's just a has reality. not, Memphis has has not, not looked good. like world beaters. No, no they they've not. looked worse than they did in the regular mm-hmm. season. Yeah. So all I'm saying, it does set up for a CP3 Stephen Curry matchup. And, <laughs> let that happen. I'm there for it. I'm there for a key. We might have to go out to Phoenix and do a live show from out there. So first, to me, the pressure's on Steph and them because you're supposed to win at a certain point. But then, if that actually happens... Think this is why winning a championship means so much because you look at it and you go, man, I don't know. Golden State might be a little too much for them if they're clicking. You got to go do that. There's always there's always a Steph out there for a guy like CP3. There's always a LeBron. There's always a KD, an MJ, a Kobe. Those are the dudes you got to be. What do we say about Jason Tatum? Yeah, but there's KD. Though, go get him. Yeah, go but get him. Of course, him. though, Max. When you start, when you start, you get out of the first round. It's going to get harder in the second. And then in the third, in the final, it's going to get hard. So as you those, those those pins are in the way. As you knock each one of those pins down, your legacy grows. But if you don't finish the deal, then the conversation is, man, he yeah he's he was good, but he couldn't. <laughs> we can, ain't there yet with Chris Paul. No, because he's still cooking. No doubt, and there can only be one. That's why the thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. To this day, man, it sums it up. But wait, I, I'm curious. When I said best leader in sports. Who's never won a championship? Key, what football? We're talking about like with Dan Marino. We're talking about. Uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, I would assume leader. Dan's quarterback. He's probably a leader. I don't really know. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I don't. I don't know. I was trying to Who's think. Who's never won a Super Bowl? That. Like Philip Rivers a, uh, no, was a guy, pretty good. A guy, in a guy where you're like, you're looking at him and you're yeah. saying, Key, this dude has it. He has all of it. Like he leads. Like he gets his mm-hmm. teammates. Like, on board, like, nobody has said bad things. That, like, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. he's a fierce competitor, but he just can't – he hasn't gotten there yet. Like, so, I mean, he got to a championship. I know Dan Marino got to a Super Bowl, but they didn't get over yeah. the hump. I don't it, – it, It's – you know, the, Chris Paul's situation is different than Steph Curry's because Steph has several championship rings already and a couple MVPs Jim Kelly? and whatnot. Jim Kelly's a good one. Jim Kelly? Jim, is Kelly, that- Jim Kelly is a good one. Um, but I just – for some reason, I feel like this is probably CP3's year, just for some magical reason. One of those deals where if he does not get it this year, he probably isn't going to get it. Now, how many times we said that, though, about him? Like, this is probably We've been his said, best yeah, chance. But, but We've been saying it every single year, every it feels year. like. But guess what? Because he's still not falling it. off. He's, he's 37. He's still he still hasn't gotten it, Max. So that window... It's still open for us to still say it. Next year in 2023, we'll be saying the same thing. Six well, you know, this tall. is good for him. Still six, making six feet tall, not even that fast. 35, 40 million. 36 years. years old and still getting it. Now the Suns are hoping CP3 can get in the zone against the Mavericks and Luka Doncic in the second round. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Former MVP is not happy with his team's draft night. 
and it's not Aaron Rodgers. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPN 2. Say, play ESPN. We pop up on your smart speakers. By the way, the ESPN app. You can download the podcast. If you open your window, we'll yell loud enough for you to hear us. Ah! Good morning. Yeah. I did. Okay, good. Let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> I know, like, as a Giants fan, they didn't overthink it. They did very well so far. Let's see what happens. Jets, I'm sure Jets fans are like A+. What grade do you give your team's first-round pick or picks? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 Three seven seven six. What about you, Eagles fans? You like Howie Roseman trading up, and you think you're going to get Jamison, and then all of a sudden, wait, what just happened? I got a, a, a nose tackle who doesn't get to the quarterback. Oh, but then you wind up with AJ Brown. AJ Brown. I mean, does that? Do you, what do you think, Eagles fans? What grade do you give your team? Eight eight eight. Say ESPN. AJ Brown was not the only Brown traded mm. who catches the ball on draft night, though. Mm. Who else was traded? I'm sorry. I was waiting for production, but uh, I am the production, apparently. Who else was traded? <laughs> you hear that, Key? I'm like, here happen. it is. Here it is. I'm and supposed to be the one. I'm the one. Here it is, and yeah. there it is. <laughs> Quarterback. So, that's right. Quarterback. I got a lot of nerve Next making play. fun of Gettleman. Next play. <laughs> so, the Ravens, guys, the Ravens trade Marquise Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. That was like I didn't see that one coming. Arizona sent Baltimore the 23rd overall pick in the draft, and the Cardinals also got the 100th pick, which is in the third round, obviously with with Brown. So now Brown and Kyler Murray played together at Oklahoma in 17 and 18 are back together, and we've seen this a lot recently. I don't think this is just happenstance, right? This is not coincidence. We see guys getting drafted and guys getting traded, guys who played together. At any rate. Lamar Jackson was not happy about it. Oh, he was not happy about it. He retweeted a fan saying or tweeting, what the bleep? What the bleeping bleep, bro? A lot of bleeps in here. A lot of bleeps. This is, he used the big one. 
<laughs> he used the one. Earmuffs, kids. A lot of bleeps. What the bleeping bleep, bro? We traded away Hollywood. He tweeted, fingers crossed emoji, that he could play with Hollywood Brown again. Then he tweeted, WTF. Well, Hollywood Brown tweeted, wish I could have played with my quarterback for the rest of my life. And he, he kind of gave the fingers. And then, yeah, it, it was key. This is after the team tweeted out, Key, they, they welcomed their new center, Tyler Linderbaum. Like, Linderbaum, they, I thought, had a great first round in terms of drafting it, the best safety, right? And then Linderbaum falls to him. They don't even – they don't need to do anything to – or was it vice versa? They traded up to get Linderbaum and, and Kyle Hamilton fall to him. But anyway, he wrote – he Lamar tweeted, it's not about my new center. Stop this BS, Key. He's like having an Aaron Rodgers reaction to this, it seems to me. You know, he as he should, though, Max, because he's the quarterback of the team. You're giving away what he needs most, which is his weapon in Hollywood Brown. And you didn't replace it with anything. And I know Rashad Bateman is there that they drafted out of Minnesota a year ago, but he's been in and out of the lineup. So you're like, what? are you guys doing now day two of the draft and day three of the draft there's plenty of wide receivers that they could go and select that quite frankly might be better than Hollywood Brown in their career you just don't know but it's a shock to your system when your running mate is no longer there well CK this is why it reminds me of Aaron Rodgers to a degree where is the communication and this this proves a bigger issue that's happening in Baltimore we always wonder why Lamar Jackson has not signed his extension with the team. When I see that reaction on social media, that lends me to think that the organization is not properly communicating to their franchise quarterback about what their moves are in place. And that's a major problem, right? And look, when they traded their pick with Buffalo uh, to then get Tyler Linderbaum, fine. Like, it, Lamar Jackson wasn't going after Linderbaum. Like, he's happy about having Linderbaum. It was the fact about it not being communicated properly about their moves with Hollywood Brown. Like, that leaves now, now not having uh, Sammy Watkins on the team, Hollywood Brown, that's 200 targets left to left up for grabs. Like, that, that doesn't that say that's a bigger issue happening in Baltimore? Well, I, I would say this. Baltimore is one of the, the, the Ravens are one of the, are, the, the, the organist, one of the organizations that communicate with their players all the way around. Steve Bashotti, the owner, along with the, the consultant, so to speak, and Ozzie Newsom, who picked his last pick was Lamar Jackson. So I would think that there are some sort of communication there. Maybe not the communication at the time that they were going to move on from Hollywood Brown and get a first-round pick. They probably didn't communicate with him as far as that goes. As far as his contract goes, he like they want to re-sign him. He, he wants to re-sign there. He just wants to do it on his time I, when he feels comfortable in doing it. So I don't necessarily know that there's any sort of kind of like underlying riff with uh, but, but, but Key, Lamar you know, Jackson in the front office at the Baltimore Ravens. But Key, you know what we – I mean, look, I, I, th- that may little be bit, true. A little bit different you, than Green Bay. I, I, I understand. I'm not saying they're the same. I said it reminds me of to a degree. Here, It, it may not be the contract side because I feel like that's actually – working out in Lamar Jackson's favor, the more quarterbacks get paid. But when a guy goes publicly and says WTF, right, when he reposts, quote, tweets the team pick and says that, like, that's 
That's a big thing. There are so many. Hold on, guys. There are so many possibilities we can speculate on here, right? If we try to infer what's going on. Number one, the key, if they are in communication, then this is just a front to let his boy know, hey, I really like you, right? (laughs) Number two, it doesn't seem to me like they're in. I think that's unlikely. It doesn't seem to me like they communicated with him very well here. Number three, maybe the Hollywood Brown thing is simply because when they made that move, in the draft, they thought they really were getting Jamison Williams, right? Like, hard to say. And then they didn't wind up with him and like, we need, a rec- we need to do something. I, I, I don't know. But, I, 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 well, sorry, I, I just confused the Eagles and the Ravens. <laughs> I think I just confused the Eagles. It's been a Ravens. long night for everybody. It's been a long night. There's so many different possibilities here, but it does seem to me that Lamar Jackson is Aaron Rodgers-like or at least Aaron Rodgers light right now. He's not, he hasn't signed his extension. We don't know what's going or his new contract. We don't know what's going on there. He's expressing public um, anger toward the organization, and they appear not to be communicating well with him. And by the way, they still haven't ever really gotten him a number one receiver. Well, I mean, they've drafted two ones since he's been there, right? With yeah. Hollywood Brown along with... Well, along with uh, Rashad Bateman, they also went out and got Sammy Watkins, which is a little bit older. I, I think that they need to get him an alpha dog. I don't know if Rashad Bateman's an alpha dog yet because he really didn't. He's in and out of the lineup. He was hurt in training camp. So we don't really know what he is as a pro. I know what he was in Minnesota, and he was a dog. So maybe they're looking at that and saying to themselves, we don't need an Hollywood Brown. Plus, we got to pay Hollywood Brown here in the next year or so. Why would we do that? Let's move him to Arizona, Arizona lost Kristen Kirk. He can now get back with Kyler Murray from college. Everything works in their favor because Arizona now gave up a one. They're going to eventually have to pay Hollywood Brown, put the onus on them. We'll find another speed demon later on in the draft somewhere to lift the coverage and do some of the same things that Hollywood Brown was able to do for us. Hollywood Brown dropped a lot of footballs since he was a Baltimore But when you're negotiating uh, your contract with your with your franchise quarterback, shouldn't you be communicating this with 1,000% it feels like you should. Key, let me ask you about this. Then. So if, if, you're, if you're Lamar Jackson today, are you sitting there thinking about your organization that we better go get DK Metcalf? We better go get somebody like that so we can continue to elevate because right now, even though Bateman is talented, he's not a number one wide receiver. I don't know, Jay, I don't know if he's a one or not because we haven't seen. It, it would be easy to say DK Metcalf's a one because we've seen him. We know what that is. Now, are you? what are you giving up to get DK Metcalf? I would go get DK Metcalf, mm-hmm. but Seattle's not giving you DK Metcalf because they're going to be stuck without anything. Why would they do that? You know, it's like we're not going to give you what we want, yeah. and, and they're going to pay DK, DK in Seattle for sure. Yeah. Um, look, <laughs> Rashad, you know Bateman, so funny? Rashad Bateman, what? Yeah. I think they all got the same agent too. I really? think Hollywood Brown, AJ Brown and DK Metcalf. All, I think so. I think they all got the same agent. Yeah. And as I was saying, Bateman does a lot of things well, but not one thing that makes you go, Oh my God, there's a number one, but maybe, if, but like they didn't ever got him that surefire. That dude is a number one. Anyway, Dan Graziano is with us now. Dan, what do you make of Lamar Jackson's reaction in the middle of apparently like contract situation, right, to Hollywood, the Hollywood Brown trade? Look, I got to say, first of all, 
one of my favorite things we do here is is look at tweets and then like project what the guy is thinking. I think that's I think that is is awesome. I love doing it. We can't do it enough. Uh, so in this particular case, right, Lamar Jackson seems like a guy that didn't know this was coming. Yes. That is uh, that is a friend of Marquise Brown. Like they're close and and feels like they had something building. Uh, Marquise Brown was was very very good last year when Lamar Jackson was healthy. It seemed like he was ready to take off and have like a really big number one wide receiver type of year, which he hasn't had yet. Um, so I think Lamar felt like something was taken from him in terms of um, you know, what they could have been together. Uh, that said, they did draft a wide receiver in the first round last year who started the season hurt and therefore didn't necessarily you know, have a first-year breakout. They think highly of him. Uh, and the Ravens are a team that drafts well and, and, and drafts big picture, right? So they, they know they can still find a receiver. So it may be that, that Lamar was just upset about losing his friend and teammate last night, and the Ravens have some smoothing over to do in that department. But that doesn't mean it can't be done. But, Dan, isn't that, doesn't that mean there's something a little bit deeper going on if that wasn't communicated to Lamar Jackson, that they were going to re- remove one of his top assets? Or no? Maybe. I mean, look, I, that's a perspective I think that has, that has become more prevalent over recent years as quarterbacks have wanted more say. You know, Aaron Rodgers, of course, being the prime example. Uh, but Lamar Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson's never struck me as that kind of guy who would go to the front office and say, hey, you've got to include me in these discussions. Maybe it takes something like this to kind of to prompt that in him if it wasn't there before. Or maybe he was just annoyed and upset, again, that, that, uh, that they, they sent away his buddy. So you're saying comparing Lamar Jackson to Aaron Rodgers is a, an overreaction or not an overreaction, Dan Graziano, because that's what time it is right now. We're playing overreaction, not an overreaction with Dan Graziano here on, here on Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. Okay, how about this? Let's try this, Dan. Let's raise the stakes. Lamar Jackson now won't sign an extension with the Ravens. Overreaction or not an overreaction? It- it's not an overreaction, but it's important to note that I would have given you that same answer yesterday. Mm. Look, Lamar Jackson has not signed an extension. They've been talking about it since last offseason. He very well may end up staying there his whole career. But the fact that he hasn't done it yet, the fact that he hasn't signed the extension yet, leaves open the possibility that eventually he leaves, right? That he goes the Kirk Cousins route. They have the fifth-year option on him. They can franchise him. But in a couple of years, if he wants to take it that far... Uh, it could be at a point where he becomes a free agent like Cousins did once upon a time. So not an overreaction. Until that deal is signed, that remains a possibility in the relatively distant future. Oh, it's such an overreaction. Baltimore Ravens was the only franchise that was getting ready to draft him and make him a quarterback in the National Football League. Nobody else wanted him. Lamar Jackson understands that. He knows that right now, yes, he's negotiating. He will not step on the field at all. This summer, if he does not get his contract extension, they will move the money up. It'll get taken care of. Major overreaction on the Friday. Key, I'm leaning towards you on the overreaction side. What what do you think he's going to get paid? What do you think that market is going to be for him? Who went last? Just put a number on Whoever went last, add another another. 10 to it or something. Derek, I would out. say it's an overreaction just because it, it seemed like it was a lot worse with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay, and he signed, right? So, But but if this thing keeps going, there's going to be more and more smoke. Like, that's a big thing to tweet on the day of the draft. Overreaction or not an overreaction, Debo Samuel tr- is going to be traded to the Packers. 
Oh, it's an overreaction. I mean, you even heard Aaron Rodgers say it. The Niners don't want to trade him there of all places. They play them in the playoffs every single year. And it's also, by the way, guys, very possible Debo doesn't get traded at all. The Niners don't want to do it. They want to keep him. And the Niners are going to be using a quarterback on his rookie contract with a low cap number this year. Mm. That makes them different from the Packers and the Tennessee Titans and, and teams that have made the decision that they couldn't pay both the wide receiver and the quarterback at the same time. So the Niners are in a little different situation than, uh, than some of the teams that are trading away their big wide receivers. They may have to do it, but so far they don't feel like they do. It's an overreaction. Why would I strengthen your team and we play you, like Dan said, every single year in the playoffs? Do I look stupid? I'm sure John Lynch is saying that. <laughs> I mean, like, why would I ever do that? No, it's such an overreaction. Yeah, I'm with both of you guys. Overreaction. I said it from the beginning. Uh, just because all this stuff was coming out about what Debo wants to do doesn't mean that John Lynch has to let him do it. John Lynch has said he loves Debo Samuel. He's going to keep Debo Samuel. I don't. Uh, it's an overreaction to suggest it's going to be a certain team. Whether or not he'll be traded is a separate issue. It is telling, though, that we all had our eyes on Debo, and it was AJ who got traded. Speaking of which, overreaction or not an overreaction, Dan Graziano, Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown is now the best wide receiver quarterback combo in the NFC East. I think it's an overreaction. I, I like AJ Brown a lot. Not all the way there. On it, This was a tough one. You guys, I see the faces you guys are making. You're right. This was a tough one, uh, and there's a case to be made. I, I, think, I think we're going to get into September, October, and, and the easy answer to this is going to be Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb. Uh, I can understand not feeling that way right now, but I think that's how it ends up. Um, so, look, it's a great move by the Eagles, even though it was an expensive one. It should be a great thing for Jalen Hurts, but uh, he, still has, he still has a little more to prove than some of these other guys. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. You first got to get on the same page with your quarterback. You got a new receiver coming into a new situation. The team has to understand A.J. Brown, what he does well. When you look at Dallas and C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott, they're in sync. They know each other. I'm, I'm leaning in Dallas's way. I mean, C.D. Lamb and Dak, I, okay. I mean, it's not far off. It's not like it's out of, it's a crazy thing to say no. that A.J. Brown and company could, could be the best like quarterback-wide receiver combination in an NFC East. Like, I, I'm also seeing C.D. come off injury. I'm curious how it all pans out in Dallas I with like the pressure J on Dak, actually. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. Like, he, there's a lot to like. But uh, he got a way to go before I say he's a Dak Prescott. So I'm, I got to say that's an overreaction. But what about uh, if the Giants get Malik Willis and John Mechie? What? All right. The Seahawks right, trade. Right, yeah. Daniel Jones and Kenny Galladay. Is that not the I mean, I don't know. It could be. Yeah. Who knows? Could yeah. Be. Don't you mean Tyrod Taylor? The Seahawks trade up to take Malik Willis in the second round. Overreaction or not an overreaction, Dan Graziano? Not an overreaction. I could see them moving up for a quarterback. I could see that quarterback being Willis. But, but they might not have to move up, right? They're picking eighth and ninth in the round tonight. It may be that Malik Willis or some other quarterback they like, just sort of gets there. There doesn't seem to be a big rush to take these guys. So not an overreaction if that's a the guy they like, they're positioned to do it. But uh, keep in mind, they may not need to. Not an overreaction at all. Got a lot of the same Russell Wilson qualities. He's not very tall, and he's a little stocky, thick on the legs, can run, can do some of the same things that Russell Wilson was able to do. I can certainly see Seattle either sitting tight or getting a little spook and moving up a couple spots. In gravity, certainly can see that. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one, Key. Overreaction or not an overreaction, Dan? Or I should say overreaction or obviously true. <laughs> the Giants will be drafting a quarterback in the first round this time next year. 
still an overreaction, Max. I mean, Daniel Jones could still have a good year and a healthy year and, and convince them he's the guy, which means they would sign him or franchise him to keep him around. You can't rule out the possibility that we get a year from now and the Giants consider him their best option. He's shown some talent. He's shown some ability. He needs to put it all together. Obviously, with the fifth-year option declined, this is the, his, his all-time prove-it year, uh, but I'm not ruling out the possibility that he proves it. Yeah, not an overreaction at all. The Giants certainly could be picking a quarterback in the first round next year because there's a, a rich quarterback class leading the way as C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State. So when you start to look at the quarterback class, it's much better than this year. The Giants, T Tyrod Taylor's a little older. You know, he's a guy who kind of can be the mentor and guide things away. Daniel Jones is basically a dead man walking right now for the Giants. I will let Max Kellerman speak for the both of us yeah I'll just say yeah it's possible what you said about Daniel Jones is true it's also possible I'll be elected pope but you know like it's just unlikely Dan that's what we're really (laughs) saying here I'm gonna call it a it's not an overreaction speaking of drafting quarterbacks in the first round the only one who went last night you don't have to move very far at all that's next on ESPN radio and Sirius XM channel 80 thanks Dan Keyshawn J Will and Max the podcast